0: A very good afternoon to you. My name is Father Russell Pollitt. I'm in today for Father Tabo Machekwe who can't be with you and will be spending this afternoon with you on your drive home. It's good to be back on Radio Veritas. Well, coming up this afternoon, to begin with we're going to look at the Pope's World Communications Day message. Last week the Holy Father warned against fake news and we'll be speaking to William Bird from Media Monitoring Africa. After that, we're going to speak to occupational therapist Gerald Maidens, looking at sensory issues in the classroom environment and how children with those kinds of issues can be identified and how they can be helped. And then to bring us up to five o'clock this afternoon, we're going to look at the ANC's National Working Committee, which apparently has instructed the party's top six today to tell President Jacob Zuma to step down. We'll get a comment from the bishop's Parliamentary Liaison Officer's Mike Pothier. And finally, this week, the bishops have been meeting in Pretoria for their January plenary. Archbishop William Slattery will give us some insight into what happened at that plenary session. So many things going on, uh, lots of news as well in the country today. We hear about uh, what's happening with Prasa in Parliament. We've also, there's news coming out of the Essidimeni hearings in Parktown. Many, many things to consider. I also want to ask you a question this afternoon. I want to ask you about WhatsApp groups. Over the weekend I was at the module of a beginning of a course and the first time people came together in groups, they wanted to put together or establish a WhatsApp group. And I heard some mothers talking about class WhatsApp groups and how this drives them crazy at the beginning of the year. Are you on WhatsApp groups? Do you like WhatsApp groups or do they simply drive you crazy? And also do you allow your children to get onto WhatsApp groups? And do you know who's on the group with them? If you have any ideas about WhatsApp, you can SMS me four one eight oh nine. I'd love to hear what you think about WhatsApp groups. How many WhatsApp groups perhaps are you on? And why on you why are you on those WhatsApp groups? four one eight oh nine. That was Arms Open Wide by Dean Spiller. My name is Father Russell Pollitt. I'm with you on your drive home this afternoon in for Father Tabo Machekwa. You're listening to Radio Veritas, where we bring you the good news for a change, broadcasting on 576 AM and also on DSTV, the audio bouquet 870. Well, fake news has hit the headlines a number of times, perhaps uh, most especially with the US President Donald Trump talking about it in the uh, time that he has been president. And just last week, as part of his World Communications message for 2018, Pope Francis made the content of his message all about fake news. He asked what fake news is. He gave a church spin on fake news. And he said that we need to guard ourselves against this. Fake news, of course, has been debated quite a lot in South Africa as well. In general, it refers to the spreading of disinformation online or in the traditional media, and it has to do with false information based on non-existent or distorted data meant to deceive and manipulate its readers or those who hear it. On the line is William Bird, who is the director of Media Monitoring Africa, and he will we're waiting to get hold of William Birdstill, and he will talk to us a little bit about fake news and the impact that fake news is having here in South Africa. Of course, Pope Francis says that the effectiveness of fake news is primarily due to its ability to mimic real news, to make it seem plausible. And he says that it is believable And not only that it's believable, but also it grasps people's attention by appealing to stereotypes and common social prejudices and exploiting instantaneously emotions like anxiety and contempt and anger and frustration. And he says the ability to spread such fake news often relies on a manipulative use of social networks and the way that they function. Untrue stories can spread quickly and even authoritatively. And people deny at times that the news or the information that they are giving is false. And so there's a very fine line, and often it's difficult to discern. He says that disinformation thrives on the absence of healthy confrontation with other sources of information that could effectively challenge prejudices and generate constructive dialogue. And he says that the tragedy of disinformation is that it discredits others, presenting them as enemies to the point of demonizing them and fomenting conflict. Fake news, he says, is a sign of intolerant and hypersensitive attitudes and leads only to the spread of arrogance and hatred. And the end result of all this is untruth. So Pope Francis has some very strong words for those who in any way have been involved in spreading of disinformation. And he goes on to say that if you as an individual put up a story on social media that you think uh, is going to achieve something and you haven't checked it out and you land up misinforming others, this is serious. He uses the word sin when he talks about fake news. Pope Francis says that it's praiseworthy that efforts are being made to educate people and to help them interpret and assess information provided by the media and teach them to take an active part in unmasking falsehoods. And he says that is our role, that we are not only supposed to make sure that we give genuine information, but if we know that information is false, we need to unmask that rather than simply contributing to the spread of disinformation. He praises legal initiatives that are aimed at developing regulations for curbing the phenomenon. And he also praises tech and media companies in coming up with new criteria for verifying the personal identities concealed behind millions of digital profiles. And so fake news, he says, is not something that simply is just part of our world of 2018. But fake news first finds its place in the scriptures themselves. And no guess to which accounts in the scriptures the Pope points. He talks about the tempter who approaches the woman in the book of Genesis, pretending to be her friend, concerned about her welfare, and tries to enter into a rapport with her, and then offers her that fruit on the tree. And so he says, the first story of fake news is found in that account in Genesis. But he goes on and he says that's not the only place. Cain and Abel are another place where we can see fake news. Or the Tower of Babel is another story where we learn about the dynamics of fake news. And then he makes a very interesting comment. He says that fake news is really about greed. Fake news goes viral, spreading so fast, and it's hard to stop because of the sense of sharing that inspires people on social media, but he says that ultimately it's about a greed that is aroused in human beings. The economic and manip- the economic and manipulative aims that feed disinformation are rooted in a thirst for power, a desire he says to possess and enjoy while ultimately makes us victims of something much more tragic, the deceptive power of evil that moves us from one lie to another in order to rob us of our interior freedom. So the Pope has some very strong words there when he talks about uh, fake news. And then finally, he says that what we need to do is that we need to make sure that we when we present information it's information that's going to infer uh, information that's going to inform and information that's going to build up rather than simply information that will uh, be destructive and so we're going to speak to Professor Franz Kruger because we can't uh, get hold of uh, William Bird; He's not answering his phone at the moment. But we are going to speak to Professor Franz Kruger, who's head of journalism at the uh, at Witz University, the Department of Journalism, to get his take on fake news and what it is all about. Good afternoon, Professor, and welcome to the show.
1: Good afternoon. Good to be here.
0: Professor, um, fake news has been very much in the media and we've been uh, talking about fake news and with the rise of the Trump presidency, uh, he, he certainly has uh, called a number of media outlets fake news and just last week, Pope Francis in his World Communications message spoke about fake news and the detrimental effects that fake news has. How much of a problem is it really? Well, I think it, it's a
1: significant problem um, i I think we should recognize that um, the whole arena of disinformation is not exactly new. Um, you know People have lied to each other um, for centuries um, in different ways and this information has been kind of part of war and and has been used in all sorts of ways um, you know, for a very 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 long time. Um, but what is different now is is um, how it's playing itself out, particularly on platforms like social media. Um, and you're finding that people are um, spreading uh, stories, you know, even though they are untrue, sometimes consciously or deliberately, for purposes of financial gain or political gain or something like that. And sometimes also just by mistake, just because they're also taken in um, by, um, you know, by the story that they have seen. Um, and the reason that it's a problem is that it really pollutes um the, the the field of information that we have at our disposal. It becomes harder to trust um the things that we're that we're confronted with um and it creates a deeper distrust of existing existing media and existing um you know sources of information that, that people have come to have, have been relying on for a very long time so in that sense it's, it's, it's a significant problem i think and i think that it's, it's upon us all, really, to, um, to pull it out when we see it, lots of spreaded, um, spreaded uh, lies and see them on social media, um, and to try to learn to tell apart what is reliable and what is
0: not. And that's very important, I think, for many people is. How does one tell, especially for people who maybe are consumers of news, who don't really know how big news networks uh, operate, who uh, maybe are on social media and they see things flashing up and they simply just uh, share them because it looks like it it could be a big uh, world story or something like that. How can the ordinary consumer try to be more discerning? What would your advice be to them? Well, I
1: think it starts, with one's gut, really, um, you know, it is important to develop a sense of whether something is, is seems likely, seems believable or not. Um, then I think a really important thing to look at is quite carefully look at where it's coming from. Um, if it's a, a, a you know a tweet uh, or a, a Facebook post that comes from a, a news organisation that one knows, that it's the BBC or the Star or the FADC, perhaps. Um, you know, then, you know, one has a greater degree of comfort that there is some reliability um, behind it. And it is important also to look closely at small variations because there are peddlers of fake news who have become very adept um, at creating identities for themselves that it's almost like a real thing. Um, And then you look closely and you see that there's maybe just a letter change or um, a dot in a different place or a country extension of the website is different to what one would expect. Um, so that's the second thing. It's look very closely where where it comes from. I mean there are also tools, online tools that can verify um, where photographs come from or where various other things come from. And if one wants to get into that, uh, you know, you can. And certainly a lot of those things are um, are available and, 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 and are worth exploring. Um, but I think probably the most important thing is to develop a sense of, of you know, just looking closely at where something is coming from um, and then, you know, where, you know, the organization, in a sense, that puts its name to a particular piece of information. That's the degree of credibility, I think, that, um, that may be a part.
0: Professor Pope Francis, in this letter that he writes about communications, says that, uh a lot of responsibility is placed now on the shoulders of journalists. And, you know, maybe it should be less about breaking news, but more about making sure that whatever it is they're saying is truth and is going to help people rather than to cause uh, a division. So he seems to lay quite a, a big responsibility uh, on the shoulders of, of journalists uh, to, to do that. Uh, he, he asks them, he invites them to spread a journalism of peace, as he puts it, uh, opening up ways to, to dialogue and, and offering people alternative I mean, this is quite a responsibility that's placed on journalists. And in some ways, the world of technology has kind of also forced journalists to rethink the way that they do things. I mean, it's forcing media organizations all the time to think and to think again. Do you think the speed with which things are done these days has also contributed in a way to this whole uh, idea of or this whole milieu of uh, false information, uh, fake news, etc.?
1: Well, yes. I mean, the speed of technology is quite great. Um, and it is, it, it is, you know, the quicker something um, spreads, uh, the harder it is just to pause and to say, okay, hang on, let's just have a look at that um, and, and test it for its, its, uh, you know, its reliability. Um, and, and, and also the fact that so much of the spreading is done by people who are not present who are simply doing something on a Facebook page and, and liking it for without really listening to it. And, you know, of course, you know, the, the responsibility isn't really on them to, to, to double check things. So, in that sense, I think speed is an issue. Um, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, journalists, you have a, have a, a major responsibility to, to be very cautious, I mean, to be very careful to make sure that what they're putting out there is, you know, is, is verified and is reliable and all of those kinds of things. I mean, the debate about, you know, contributing to dialogue and to peace and so on, I think that's a slightly specific a discussion, which is, you know, an important one and an interesting one. Um, but I think it is slightly different to the, to, the, to the simple question of whether what is out there is reliable and key.
0: Professor... Franz Kruger, head of journalism at the uh, Witz University. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon.
1: Great present. It's a good, been good discussion.
0: It's now just twenty-eight minutes uh, past four o'clock. You're listening to Radio Veritas, where we bring you the good news for a change. My name is Father Russell Pollitt. I'm in for Father Tabo Machewa this afternoon. I want to ask you a question, as I did at the beginning of the show. WhatsApp groups. I was saying it. The weekend I was on a course, the first module of a course, and as soon as the group broke into small groups, the first thing that people wanted to do was to form a WhatsApp group. I heard a group of mothers talking the other day about as soon as your child goes to a new class, they want to have a class WhatsApp group. And one was saying these WhatsApp groups drive her crazy. She said she had more than 11 WhatsApp groups on her phone. Do you get involved in WhatsApp groups? Do you enjoy WhatsApp groups? Aren't they just a pest that keep uh, dialogue, unnecessary dialogue going uh, on your phone the whole time? And also your children, are they on WhatsApp groups? Do you know who's in the group with them and do you know what's being said on that group? I'd be very interested to hear what you think this afternoon. Please SMS me your thoughts to four one eight o nine four one eight o nine it's now four thirty